0: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? On the
1: What a joy to serve the Almighty God and to see a beautiful text such as Hebrews 8 and verse 1. It reads, Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Oh, dear friends, how beautiful. You know, the beloved King James Version terms that verse as it begins, Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. Dear friends, if there is a sum, I would like to know what all will add up. Today we're going to add some things together and talk about the superior high priest, and that is Jesus Christ. But first of all, a thank you to our Jay Webb for his kind introductions and greetings to all of you. We are honored for each and every listener of our broadcast through the International Gospel Hour. And throughout our broadcast, we're going to be studying the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews. We'll also be talking to you a little bit about our website. We'll be talking about some other study opportunities that we have that will come our way. And we hope that you will have a part in that with us. We're going to talk a little bit about our social media near the end of our broadcast. We have a lot of opportunities for individuals to touch base with us and to be a part of our work in an encouraging way. Thank you for being with me today. Now, let's get underway with our study. To add all of this together, the sum of it all, let's consider Hebrews 7, beginning with verse 1. We're going to begin with the first ten verses as we consider the study of Melchizedek. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning King of Peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And indeed, those who are the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he, whose genealogy is not derived from them, received tithes from Abraham, and blessed him who had the promises. Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witnessed that he lives. Even Levi, who receives tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, so to speak, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Dear friends, that's the first ten verses of Hebrews 7. And if we're going to see the sum of it all from Hebrews 8, we've got to add up a few things in chapter 7. Let's talk about a brief study of Melchizedek. Like Jesus, Melchizedek was a king the king of Salem. And like Jesus, he was a priest, but not a priest under the law of Moses, as Melchizedek is mentioned in Genesis 14, 18-24. He's mentioned with Abraham, and of course, that part of the Bible is pre-Moses, if you will. Melchizedek was recognized by Abraham as one superior. But Abraham was not superior to Melchizedek, nor the Levites that would come after him. Well, therefore, the Levitical priesthood would also be inferior to Jesus Christ. Of interest is verse 3 about Melchizedek. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. There's a good amount of discussion concerning this text. It does not mean that Melchizedek had no parents. It means that he did not become a priest as through a tribe like the Levites, and the genealogy really does not matter. Dear friends, when we begin this study about the superior high priest Jesus Christ, we have to consider Hebrews chapter 7 again to gain the sum of it all. There are two powerful arguments here that state, that are stated rather against those that desired to return to the law of Moses. First of all, their respect and acknowledgement of Abraham, and let's consider the eighth chapter of John in a discussion of Abraham, they could not argue of Abraham's respect to Melchizedek. The respect and the acknowledgement of Abraham by the Jews and again, that's supported by John 8 in their discussion about Abraham with the Christ. Well, by knowing of Abraham, they could not argue of Abraham's respect to Melchizedek. So if they're going to defend Abraham, then they need to agree with Abraham. And like as Christ is a priest like Melchizedek, and Melchizedek is superior to the Levitical priesthood, well, then it only concludes that Christ is superior to the Levitical priesthood. For those that desire to return to the law of Moses, for those that desire to go back and to take the law and its commandments and make it binding today, dear friends, when we understand the study of this high priest Melchizedek, then we must understand, a priest of the Most High God, shall we say, that we have to understand that as we study this together, Christ is greater than Melchizedek. To return to the law would not stand. Now, let's continue to add up, if you will, to that sum. From the study of Melchizedek, let us now see the service of the Levitical priesthood. Verses 11-17. through 17. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law... What further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not be called according to the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also a change of the law, for he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe, from which no man has officiated at the altar." For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And yet it is far more evident if, in the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life. For he testifies, You are a priest forever According to the order of Melchizedek. Now, dear friends, let's look at the summary here of Hebrews chapter 7, verses 11 through 18, or rather, verses 11 through 17. In verse 11, we are reminded that the Levitical priesthood brought no perfection. And in verse 12, we understand that the law has changed. Dear friends, we are no longer under the law of Moses. So, in writing to these Hebrews, it would be said, if you can understand transition from Abraham to Moses, and Melchizedek to the Levitical priesthood, you should understand the change to the superior high priest, Jesus Christ. And let's support that with verse 15, where it says, once again, and it is yet far more evident if... In the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest. Let's back up to verse 14. For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. Well, when we go back and look at Isaiah 11 and verse 1, the prophet Leviticus 23 in verse 5, the law, even into Matthew chapter 1, Well, to the readers of the Hebrew writer, if you wish to grasp genealogies, here you are. The genealogy of the high priest today is through Judah. The law said it, the prophets said it, and the Gospels affirm it. Now look at verse 16. Who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, but according to the power of an endless life, For he testifies, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That is the prophecy from Psalm 110 in verse 4. So to the Hebrew uh, writers, to those that are reading this letter, the book of Hebrews, this is the power of prophecy that you should be aware of. The prophecy in Psalm 110 in verse 4 is referring to the Christ. And there could be No endless life, as all the Levitical priests have passed away, as this is affirmed later in verse 23. They were prevented by death from continuing. Also, there were many priests, and again, for emphasis sake, because they were prevented by death from continuing. The late Robert Milligan observed that from the beginning of the Levitical priesthood, Sixty-seven different persons held the office of high priest, and sixty-seven had their lives ended through death, but oh, the power of that endless life referring to Jesus Christ. Now, dear friends, let's apply all this, and let's keep adding. The Levitical priesthood served its purpose, and there is the power of an endless life, the superior high priest. And let it suffice to say that every work of a human high priest is exceeded by the divine high priest, Jesus Christ. Now, dear friends, we're getting to the sum of it all in Acts, or rather Hebrews, rather, chapter 8, verse 1. But we've added together the study of Melchizedek and the service of the Levitical priesthood to let us see the appropriate high priest, the superior high priest, Jesus Christ. Now, dear friends, we're going to continue our study in a moment, but let's pause at this point, and our J-Web will share information about our website. Our website is InternationalGospelHour.com.
0: That's InternationalGospelHour.com. Please check it out and listen to our other broadcasts. Learn more of our history. Download our app. Request our free newsletter and free Bible study. Also check out our free resources available from our fellow laborers in the gospel. Yes, friends, all for you through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Let's continue today's study.
1: Now, friends, as we are understanding the study of Melchizedek and the service of the Levitical priesthood, let us add up the rest, if you will, with verses 18 through 28 of Hebrews 7, that reads, For on the one hand there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priest without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is homely, I'm sorry, dear friends, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints as high priest men who have weakness. But the word of the oath which came after the law appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. Dear friends, continuing our study from Hebrews 7, the superior high priest Jesus Christ, let's add the following. Let's add, if you will, the appropriate high priest. Verse 26 is pretty well self-explanatory. He was fitted for us. We know that he became higher than the heavens, yet he is reachable, he is accessible. The superior high priest, Jesus Christ, is there for us. Fitting for us, the right fit, I'm sure you've tried on garments, clothing, and you're looking for something of the right fit where it looks good and it feels good. But here is one who is holy and he expects us to be holy. To be holy in all manner of conversation, for as it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy, 1 Peter one fifteen and 16. He is undefiled and expects the same for us. As James one twenty seven teaches us that pure religion and undefiled... Before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And as Jesus is separate from sinners, then so are we. He expects us to be separate. In 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-three, to be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. And in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 14 and following, how we should come out and be separate from among the world. Indeed, let's add in here the appropriate high priest, Jesus Christ, because that's how we will see the sum of it all in Hebrews 8 and verse 1. Jesus Christ is the right fit for us today as our superior high priest. But now let's add the better covenant. Is that not what we read in verses 18 and 19, as well as in verse 22? Let's go back at Hebrews 7 and verse 12, that the priesthood being changed, of necessity there is also a change of the law. Well, yes, as the priesthood changed from Melchizedek to the Levitical priesthood, What is so hard to accept that the priesthood is changed from the tribe of Levi to the tribe of Judah or specifically being Jesus Christ? If the priesthood is changed, then the law has changed. Verses 18 and 19, on the one hand, there is an annulling of the former commandment because of its weakness and unprofitableness. If there is an annulling, dear friends, that is taken away. The law made nothing perfect. But the bringing in of a better hope did so. Now, dear friends, let me ask you something. If you see something is going to be better and God says it is, why not pursue that? Verse 22, we see the word surety, that Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. What a wonderful word. It's the only place this form of the original language is used in the Scripture, and my, does it emphasize strongly. The word surety, or some translations may write a guarantor or a guarantee, meaning that one will follow up on a promise or bring forth something better. Jesus indeed followed up on the promise of God for there to be a better law and something that is better. In other words, we can count on it knowing Jesus brought forth that better covenant. And my, how this emphasizes. You see, Christ is our mediator of the New Testament. In Hebrews 9.15, and for this reason, He is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Affirmed also in Hebrews 12 and verse 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. The best sacrifice was given. Here is a major theme of the book of Hebrews in that the Son is superior and His covenant is greater. This is the covenant of which we live under, not the old covenant we understand from Hebrews eight six through thirteen, the old covenant is passed away, and that fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah thirty one, thirty one through thirty four. Time will not permit us to look at Galatians three twenty two through twenty eight that affirm how the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, and once we've come to Christ, we're no longer under that schoolmaster. Let's add the obedience that we read from verses 27 and 28, how that we should be obedient to the Son who has been perfected forever. In Hebrews 5 and verse 8, we read that He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey Him, and then listen to verse 10, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 7 and verse 25, therefore... We noted moments ago, He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. So He's able to save us to the uttermost. Let's now add in access to the Son. The high priest under the Levitical priesthood, they were not the sons of God in the physical sense. But we're speaking of the superior high priest, who is also the Son of the living God, the Savior of all mankind. For in Hebrews 5, 5 and 6, the Bible says that Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my Son, today I have begotten you. Again, the support of the prophecy of Psalm 110 in verse 4. We noted moments ago from Hebrews seven, twenty seven and twenty eight how Jesus offered Himself once for everyone, and how that we find the Son is appointed who has been perfected forever. He is not only our high priest, he is the perfect high priest. He purged our sins, Hebrews one verse three. He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, John one twenty nine. And we are assured from Hebrews 9, verses 11 and 12, as He is the high priest of the good things to come, that in verse 12, with His own blood, He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. What a joy to add access to the Son, our high priest, who is there on the right hand of the Father. Dear friends, we'll conclude this study in a moment, but first, let's pause. Because as we encourage Bible study, together on our broadcast, we encourage Bible study within the home. Here is RJ Webb with our free Bible correspondence course just for you. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely
0: free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab. And leave us the same information, name, address, and type home study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your
1: interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Dear friends, let's add the throne, where the great high priest is on the throne, Hebrews 4:14 4, through 15 And in verse 16, we are taught to come boldly to the throne of Greece, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The child of God can have access through the great high priest to the Father and the power of the prayer for his servants to pray without ceasing. 2 Thessalonians 5.17 And how the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. 1 Peter 3.12 Let's now add in the right kind of growth. We have spent a lot of time in the book of Hebrews, and in Hebrews 5:12 12-14, the Hebrew writer tells them that by this time they ought to be teachers, but they have need that one would teach them again. He reminds them that those that partake only of milk, they are unskilled in the word of righteousness. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We need to add our growth and to mature through Jesus Christ as Christians, to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. That's why we encourage the zeal in these studies, and why we encourage you to study with us in the privacy of your own home. We want to pause here. Our J-Web has a few words about our social media, and then we'll conclude. Why not
0: follow the International Gospel Hour on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply type International Gospel Hour into the search engine, and you can like and follow our pages to keep up with the latest news and efforts of our labors, of which you are a part as a listener and a supporter. We would love to have you as a follower on social media. And now, back to Jeff.
1: So, dear friends, when you add it all together, remember in chapter 8 and verse 1, this is the psalm or the main point, or the principle. As the high priest over the house of God, according to Hebrews ten twenty one, through Jesus Christ, we have a superior covenant, superior salvation, superior son, superior throne, and superior growth. And when you add it all together, how thankful we are for the Christ, that as He is the high priest over the house of God, the house of God is the church of the living God, the Pillar and Ground of the Truth, First Timothy 3, verse 15. Dear friends, what an awesome study today. And thank you for joining me on our study today. And we'll continue our studies together at another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie. And dear friends, keep listening. God be
0: with you, be thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.